0: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us.
1: What would you like the power to
0: do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and member FDIC.
1: Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 915 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles. Joined today, he's back from St. Louis. Ben Funky Askren's here, James Dean Raiders here, I'm here and you're here, so that that makes it a party. party. Ben, you were missed. How was your time away?
0: Um, uh, I had a good time. Uh, we had so we had U State last week that was really busy, uh, really long, and then uh, went to straight to St. Louis and hung out with some buddies and uh, uh, got a little bit of downtime. It was good. Okay, did you get your eyes on these new rules? Uh, I, yeah, of course I looked through them. I think they're great. Um, I don't know that there's any that I really disagree with, but there's some that I think like, I mean, I think the first one was, do you need headgear? No, it should be optional. This is common sense. I don't know why it's taking us this long to figure this out. It's really easy. Yeah.
1: Right. um, You guys say the same thing, hopefully. I don't care at all about headgear. Um,
0: thank you. Um, and nobody does.
1: Yeah, it's not going to change my wrestling viewing experience, so I don't really think about that one.
0: The other ones are are, I,
1: are more interesting, I would say,
0: Then I Take really care. love the one. I'm going to try to find it so I, I don't mess it up. Okay, this one. The current rules do not mandate that the offensive advantage position wrestler must work toward earning near-fall points or securing the pin. Adding this rule put an equal burden on aggressive wrestling to score points on both offensive and defensive wrestler. Yeah. I love this because I can't stand it when a guy rides for a whole period and doesn't even get a breakdown. I mean, some of these dudes are only getting mat returns and then hanging on on the top and they're not even getting a breakdown in 2 minutes and it feels like man, you're not actually trying to do anything. You're just stalling. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, my big bird per- perspective yesterday was we actually need more subjectivity
0: in officiating and and less yes. objectivity. I've- That's the big problem. I've been trying to say this for a long, long time on top is if the referees just get some cojones and they just call stalling when the top man is stalling, almost all the problems will alleviate themselves.
1: Yeah. And, um, you know, the other thing is they they all know. um, Yes. What's going on. Right. Right. Um, So hopefully, I mean, I I kind of am in favor. I don't know which rule I didn't like.
0: Oh, what do you think about the way? There was one. The what the wait time weigh in times, uh, I'm fine with that. Well, which one? Not changing it's uh, like yeah. I thought it said I thought it said all weigh in times should be the same, and there should not be like different uh, amounts of time between the weigh in and the competition.
1: Yeah, I like Correct? the two hour You're weigh saying. in for everything.
0: What do you think about that? That was my perspective. Um, yeah, I'm good. to two, two hour not an hour ninety minutes two hours. They're all kind of the same to me. But yeah, I do agree that. It, it should be systematized so that it's the same thing on everyone. You know, every tournament, duel, whatever. It should be all the same.
2: Yeah, I had some people out um, to me and say one hour is not enough in between to run a tournament in between weigh-ins. Yeah, and
0: that's fair. Because that's
2: that's I was saying one hour weigh-in across everything. It's one hour for a duel when I do that for tournaments, but I guess do no, one hour for, for it's, tournaments. It's just
1: not practical, and it should just it should be different across. Um, all of them. Should be the same, yeah. Not different,
0: okay. yeah. Um, a push out rule. I don't hate it, hate it, but I don't um, love it. Uh, so this one's interesting right here. Let me let me ask you exactly what they mean by this: implementing a mandatory stalemate call in the top-bottom offensive defensive position before either calling either wrestler for stalling. I don't um, like that. You don't like so no. I don't. I. Feel as though uh and I, I actually brought this up as my own personal rule change um during the season, but I I feel as though in some situations a stalemate punishes the top person too much. For example, they get a breakdown, they get double legs in, and they get called for stalling, and the bottom guy gets to reset his position and they they lose all that they've worked for. Um I don't like that, right? But I also feel like, well, the, the top person earned a breakdown and, um, you know, if they get called for stalling, then, you know, they they shouldn't be punished as much. Right. Or, or the bottom person shouldn't be rewarded as much by getting up back into an adequate position to escape from. Yeah. Um, so like in that scenario, um, I would love to have both a stalemate and then a stalling on the bottom man because the bottom man was not able to progress his position at all. I, yeah, Does that makes sense or no?
1: I just don't think. I think whatever's happening on the mat, it, you should you should just vocally give your yes. expectation and don't give someone a bailout from with. But a they could kind of really do
0: this, Christian.
1: I, and that, that was another thing I I thought because they're yeah. they're trying to uh, write in that you can that You can give these these verbal sort of warnings or cues is like it's like refs do that as is. So I was confused by that being in yeah. there. That was gonna be something but, I asked you about. Like, isn't that happening happening currently? But, but I they do
0: currently call stalemate, and there's some situations where it does feel like I feel like lot of times for takedowns when if the the guy who got the takedown is in maybe not uh, a really advantageous position where they're on the legs and they're gonna get a five count, the refs just call stalemate, right? And then mm-hmm. put him back down. So that way, the top guy doesn't get like the Mando mandatory stall and call. Um, so I feel like they already kind of do this in some scenarios. I I just don't like whatever's happening. Just call what's happening.
1: If someone's not working, if someone's broken down, if someone's um, not but, okay. Working but so on what top.
0: about those? Okay, what about like the scenario I just described? Right where um, under and this is right. This is part of the problem here is that there is a mandatory stall rule for being on the legs. Mm-hmm. Is that I get a takedown on you? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I finish and I have two legs and you're on your butt and maybe you're pushing my head down. Yeah. And my ability to climb up to your body and get, you know, get you flat on your belly or your back is like, it's really hard. And while you as the, as the, so I'm the bottom person in the scenario, me as the bottom person, I'm just trying to keep you there for the stalling. And I'm not, Mm. I'm not trying to get my own escape. Right. So like Mm -hmm. in that scenario, a stalemate feels like the best thing to do. Yeah, I guess that's the only, only scenario. There's a few situations like like that. I feel like where, um, or another one would be like when when a top guy like with a leg ride is maybe getting close to a turn, um, but they can't quite get him, and they're sitting there forever. Is like, well, you don't really want to call either one for stalling because he is actually working for a turn here, but you don't want to let them sit there for a minute either. You know? Yeah.
1: I say let them sit there for a minute. If they're truly working, if they're truly working, let them let them work. Let them work, right? Um, Yeah. Or if they're not working, if it's like ah, is he really working for a turn? Then then hit him. Or if the bottom guy's not moving at all, hit him. Uh, I think that would be better than. I'm kind of like I just against the the restarts. I I think they're weird. I think they're, um, except for the exception that. That you yeah. just kind of outline when you kind of like. I, start I think a take when you down. watch wrestling,
0: there'd be more exceptions, though, Christian. What's that? I think if you actually like watch matches, like maybe right now you and I just talking about this, it's hard right. for us to think of a lot of exceptions. But if we watch wrestling, we would say, "Oh, that was fine." Like to, to stalemate there as opposed to stalling on the person.
1: Yeah, I, I guess
0: I just think it's weird
1: how they're selectively utilize um, like this the Soriano Dayton fix tiebreaker thing when. You know, okay, you get a breakdown in tiebreakers with legs in, you get a oh, restart what? in 15 seconds. Like, I think that's weird that that's like sort of an accepted thing. And I, th- I think that th- its prevalence of just like, oh, give a, give a stalemate, basically bail out, re- restart to the defensive wrestler or offensive is, a, is just a weird, weird thing.
0: Like, yeah. if they're stalling, um, then
1: call stalling.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I still feel like there's those kind of in between situations where it would feel a little too aggressive to call either wrestler for stalling, but uh, it might be the proper position for a hey, let's just get this restarted and get going. Um, Yeah, I mean, maybe I'm thinking maybe that happens more in neutral than than top or bottom. You know, maybe I'm thinking like a lot of times, kid, kid guys get in these scrambles, and both athletes know. Okay, if I move, I'm actually going to be at a disadvantage. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try to wait for them to move. Mm-hmm. You know, so maybe may, maybe I'm thinking a neutral position more than top bottom. Yeah, yeah, maybe so. Okay. Um, well, me said there's one more that I kind of wanted to talk about. the standardizing waiting times stalemate. Um, I I love the the making the top guy actually work for a pin. That's tremendous. I thought this, uh, and maybe they could uh, cl- more clearly outline exactly what they mean. And I, I, know I think we made a great suggestion on the show last week, but reducing the number of tournament advancement points and/or bonus points provided in the consolation bracket of an individual tournament for an advancement event yeah. to reduce or eliminate the ability for third, fifth, or seventh place wrestler to earn more points than the champion. Uh, so, because I think, I think the exact thing that they're trying to describe the, the third place wrestler earning more champion man it's pretty freaking rare like it it does not happen a lot while it is a mathematical possibility it's pretty rare um but if you did the advancement points properly you would more adequately rest uh reward a higher percentage of the wrestlers mhm
1: i uh i don't yeah i don't see an issue with with, with changing i do think it is an exception um but Champ can't be outscored by a third placer. There's just no, no way that should be allowed.
0: So they got to do something uh, there. But yeah. So yes,
1: how it, close? It
0: how close, in your opinion, how close to the champion should the third place person be able to be?
1: I don't know. That's where it's a little strange. I don't know. It feels like they should be at least three points away. Because um,
0: what if what if you know some <laughs> of the front side guy goes straight up Alex Surtis? No, not Alex Surtis, Jason the other Sertzis. Jason Surtis. Um, right and wins all tiebreakers. They're going to be at what? 21 points. 16 plus five. I think, um, you know, the backside guy gets, is it nine for third place? I think it's nine I, for dude, third. I don't know. Come on. You got to know these things. You're Christian no. piles nine for third. And then say four, I think four and a half for advancement, uh, 13 and a half. So right. Four pins would put them above uh, the, the first placer with no bonus. Yes. Four pins, kind of a lot of pins in the national tournament. So, like, while mathematically it's possible, in reality it's significantly difficult to get. Fred
1: Hendrickson's up for it. Yeah. Down for the cause. Did he do it this year? If they changed, yeah, he outscored uh, a couple champs. He outscored Nino. He outscored, he might have outscored Yanni. How many pins did he get? Four? Three? Three, I think. Yeah, he should have
0: got the Hodge. (laughs) (laughs) Snubbed. Snubbed. Snubbed big time. (laughs) um uh, hey uh, uh i'm sure you guys already said this but the the hodge winner was correctly chosen um i we all i think we were all in unanimous agreement that mason paris was the guy um uh man carter staraki i don't know if he it is where i was getting, he maybe he's in show business like we talk about i don't know if he's purposefully trying to be the heel to make people upset in that case i think good job carter staraki this is very funny i'm enjoying the gig right but on the other side of it, if he's serious, uh, man, he's kind of in a, uh, in my opinion, a delusional reality. I I think you'd have a very hard time making a case for him above Mason in in this instance. Well, this is what we talked about
1: on Monday shows. Like, yeah, he's okay. I think he is in pursuit of being a heel. And I think if he didn't go to Penn State, I think it would be more quickly recognized. But it's just not something we're used to, to seeing from that. From that team just they, yeah. they typically have a different sort of ethos i would say and he marches to a beat of his own drum obviously yeah i think yes i do i do think it's like uh more more gimmick than anything but maybe not i mean if I'll, I'll, although i will say if carter starachi genuinely believes that he should have won the hodge i wouldn't be surprised with that either
0: I mean, I don't. I Obviously, you, 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 all your best guys, you probably have the expectation that they are, in fact, um, pretty confident. And I don't know, maybe full of themselves is the right word, man. That's too strong, right? But confident in their own abilities. But for something like the Hodge, it's like, hey, you sit down and you look at the numbers. What do the numbers say? Who are your opponents? And Mason gets them in almost every category. Yes. Yes. So. Um yeah, I just I feel like if uh, he's thinking logically and he actually sits down and looks at it, it's like, well, damn. Like he kind of got me. Maybe I should have beaten Nelson Brands more than 2 to 1. Yeah. I could have. Certainly. Yeah. All right.
1: Um but here we are talking about him. Here we are.
0: So maybe that's maybe that's what he wants. Right? Uh, Showbiz baby. Showbiz 101.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's get to some other stuff. Um so we just don't redo the entire weeks of show. Um, H.S. <laughs> Aroga quits, quits wrestling. Uh, we've kind of known about this for a little bit. Just burn out, a quote, burn out from the sport. Tired of it. Um, disappointing. Obviously, if you like watching a good wrestling, he was good. He would have been uh, a fun guy in college to, to watch as well. It's a big hit for Iowa, who certainly, you know, now, what is their long-term 133 plan? I don't know. They're they're going to be in trouble there. So it would have worked seamlessly with Nate comes in this year. Red shirts, Teskey's last year. Teskey out, Jessaroga in. Him and Drake run it for a couple of years back to back. Would have been fun to watch. Now they're they're out and um yeah, disappointing for sure.
0: Yeah, I I actually read through the article yesterday that they put up there. Um, I I mean, and listen, th- teenage kids are genuinely not super good at giving really eloquent answers to questions. But I kind of thought he just said, like, I didn't like it anymore. And, yeah. you know, he could have I felt like he could have really like dove deeper into his mind about like, hey, well, what exactly was it? Was there an event? Was uh, there just something that made you click? Where oh, actually, like I don't want to do it. You know, like what was it? Um, and you know, like I think in, in as you get older, important points of your life, you're able to reflect more strongly on as why you did or did not like something. And because this is like, it's I mean, it's such a big life decision because this is something like he probably did almost every single day. Like you're waking up and you're doing it almost every single day, and I know he talked about the concussion a little. That's bit. That's what it sounded but... like. He hated. That's what he didn't
1: like. He's like, I literally what? had to do this every single day.
0: Yeah, and so I mean, I yeah, I don't. know if he say it in those exact words? Because obviously there was the concussion. and He stopped training, and then he just kind of like didn't want to go back, type of thing. Um, whereas, but a lot of kids have injuries and keep wrestling after their injury, obviously, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't. So, based on what i've heard i think it's a little
1: more complicated than that
0: um sure yeah that's okay well if you don't leave it at that we can leave it at that but yeah i mean i I would have liked to do well you're uh, i mean
1: you're the you're the one that 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 talks about this stuff more than me you know kids and and the attrition the uh attrition rate with with youth wrestling we haven't seen this when's the last time we saw a high level recruit just not they they flame out in college usually they wait till their
0: first year of college and they part of their ass off and go home and then it's like oh wait what happened
1: (laughs) to that guy and then but yeah i can't recall a kid getting burnt out before he even got
0: to college it's pretty rare that it's a senior it's pretty rare that happens in a senior high school but yeah i mean to your point a lot of these kids who are pushed too hard whether by their parents or their club coaches they wait until that first year of college right they're good they go to college And then they don't have anyone who's making them do certain things because they live on their own and they have freedom for the first time in their life. Mm -hmm. And they go party super hard and do whatever the hell they want and decide to quit. Uh, But, yeah, usually it's that first year in college because that's where their freedom really comes. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is – it's a rare one. Um, Yeah, and he didn't even do his senior year, right? So he, like, had one less year. Like, he finished his high school career. He he did Who's Number One, and that was the last we saw him wrestle.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm.
2: Plan on going into the armed forces, which is very admirable.
1: That's cool.
0: Going into the Navy. But, and that's one that, to me, that says, guys, that says, well, he doesn't not like hard work. Because I think he, I believe yeah. he even said something about special forces. So it's like, yeah. well, you kind of like doing really hard things if you want to go to special forces. Yeah. So it wasn't the doing the hard things part because you're choosing to do the hard things for a very long time into the future if you're going to special forces. And that's just the type of person you are. So, like, and that's where it's like where you said, you said earlier, you said, well, he didn't like the doing it every single day. It's like, well, what about it didn't he like? Because yeah. he on the, on the one hand, he didn't say he's going to go to college and party and get fat, really fat and, you know, do nothing with his life. He said he's going to go into the Special Forces. Like, I don't know, maybe he doesn't make it in the Special Forces, but if that is your mindset and that is your goal, uh, you could make an easy argument that going to Special Forces is actually harder than doing a college wrestling career. I would say that's uh, unquestionably so yeah okay sometimes I'll... i read those uh i read the guys uh who've gone through the seal things like uh, obviously jocko has got a book there's there's a handful of my read where uh the person who's the author has gone through the navy seals mm-hmm. and um i always read them and i think oh man this this stuff is freaking miserable mm-hmm. like these dudes yes. are tough and now i sound like shane sparks and i always wonder like I was always the, t- uh, I don't want to say the toughest one. I never, ever came anywhere close to quitting on my college wrestling career. I was always generally the one like pushing the pace, working harder. So I was thinking like, damn, would this, would this have made me quit? Like, could this have broke me? I always think like, uh, and then I kind of want to try it. And I'm like, oh, I'm 38. I don't really want to try it actually. <laughs> try what? Try <laughs> going to Bud's? Yeah, I mean but try something like I mean like yeah, obviously I'm not gonna commit my life to be a Navy SEAL at this point, right? But like just like go there for two weeks and see like see how freaking hard it is. Yeah. I mean obviously it's not even a realistic thing, like you can't just sign up for two weeks and go try. But so, I kind of am curious, do it. like, could they break me? I don't know. I was never I never got broken in college wrestling. I never got you know, like but it happened. Maybe I sus I suspect you could probably you could do the training
1: and get through the training.
0: But but it's a question. I do hate swimming. I am a really bad swimmer, so that might that one might get me. That may come up in the Navy. Uh, yeah, well the yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, Bud's training specifically is that talks about how much swimming they have to do. I'm no <laughs> military expert, but I think that's involved. I feel like the whole thing's around with boats oh and swimming. I don't know. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, but wrestlers are probably relatively adept at going into Navy SEAL training because there's a lot of like um you know, not eating, lack of sleep, and you think of, like, college wrestlers and having to make weight and be disciplined and watch their diet and that type of stuff, like, there, there's obviously a lot of crossover there.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: So, yeah, so it's obviously not the hard things that made Nate rogue quit, because Nate Rogo apparently really likes hard things if he's talking about going into Special Forces. So I would like, you know, I maybe, and who knows, maybe in a few years he'll reflect back more and we'll hear about it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that would be interesting to hear. Portal power, we got uh, oh, baby two lightweights in the portal. Chris Cannon, All-American, and Jordan Decatur, uh, who may Wait, be... Jordan
0: Decatur? I didn't see that one. Uh,
1: read the doc, bro. Read
0: the doc, okay. He's doc. in there.
1: Uh, so Cannon's a big one. Obviously, uh, Decatur, more of a Space Mountain type of experience, as we've come to know. Ups <laughs> and downs, you're not sure what's going to happen. He actually won his wrestle off against D'Amelio... Uh, who went on to place after he had his own Space Mountain season? It was very Space Mountain. And and the cannon thing prompted a, a conversation at the at the office about how many wrestlers either transferred out of or decommitted from Northwestern. And thinking about the teams they could have had, um, just with if people who said they were going there or went there just stayed there. Yeah. So we're going back through hey. it. It's. Like,
0: can I okay. ask you a question, though, about this? Because I heard yesterday, I started asking questions about this one. I heard that Cologne is no longer at Northwestern. <sighs> Has that been announced? Because I have not seen that be announced. Uh, I haven't heard that announced, but I had heard Someone that. told me that's why Cannon's gone. Okay. Yeah, I had heard something happen with him, but that was all I heard. Okay. That was, that was what I heard yesterday cause I started asking questions, and they said uh, Cologne and Cannon were very close, and that's why Cannon is choosing to leave. Yeah, so that sounds...
1: Uh, about right,
0: okay.
1: But uh, anyway, the what I was saying. Um, when you look at since like basically 2014, the departures and decommitments from Northwestern, you've got Micić, you've got Sebastian Rivera left. You had Tony Cassiope and Michael Beard both committed there. You had Nick Reinen committed there left. Um, who else? It's like quite. It's quite a list of.
0: Cassiope did you say yeah. him mm-hmm
1: I did yeah so yeah lots mm. of good guys but have a hard time keeping them there or keeping them committed uh, but still a still a quality program oh Johnny Sebastian was one Ooh. big recruit but yeah a lot of people a lot of people leave uh, so I'm certain a lot of people would be... Buying for Chris Cannon's services at one one thirty three for a year. I'm not sure where he. Fit, I mean, he he'd fit well at Michigan, you know, with Raguson looking to redshirt, likely redshirting. I know where he fits really well. Yeah, I know.
0: You you can say State Christian.
1: Yeah, Penn, Penn State, Columbia, Missouri. Duh, Ms-
0: Missouri. What what are you, what are you making that face for? Oh, you think he's gonna go there? I don't know. He fits he fits well. Don't you have uh, Zeke Seltzer? Missouri, Connor Brown graduates. Zeke Seltzer is a gonna be a freshman this year. He had a relatively good redshirt year. But um I don't know I think if they give you have the ability to bring in an all American who has one year left. You say, Hey, hey, Zeke. Um, well, if you can beat this guy, you're in the lineup. And if okay. you can't, you get to get better for a year with a good guy in front of you. There you go. Yeah, I mean, I think
1: that would be a a very good uh, fit for him as well. Um, I my guess would be Michigan, but I don't know. I thought you were gonna say Penn State. No, Columbia is beautiful this time of year. Yeah, but
0: fortunately, that's not during uh, wrestling season. Well, I bet, it's, know, I bet it's more beautiful
1: than Chicago.
0: Oh, it's definitely. Chicago's awful in the winter. It's just like Wisconsin. Yes. And Columbia, you get uh, very mild winters. Michigan has terrible winters also. Penn State most likely as well. So, Chris Cannon, I know you probably want to lose something a little warmer. Drop down there to Missouri. Check it out. Check it out. Yeah, that'd be good. They've got five All-Americans returning at Missouri. Oh, yeah. That's a lot. They've got a good team next year.
1: Yeah. And are they? could they possibly get some help from another AWA person?
0: uh there's a potential of that there's a potential is there any yeah. anything happening there is he going on uh, visits that person I believe he's at Ohio State this weekend okay that would be yeah. a good place too they actually I think, he's, I think Ohio State this weekend I think he's going to Mizzou during the week next week and then maybe Penn State uh after that dang we we're watching... not 100 of that
1: I, I would have to confirm that schedule. We are watching Funky 2.0, and there's, like, some B-roll of Keegan training with, with Mitchell. And Caleb goes, is that Ben's brother, Max? Because Mitchell <laughs> looks like he was. I was like, no. Because he knows. I've talked about Max, but I don't think he's ever seen him wrestle or anything. I was like, no.
0: But they do look like they could be brothers, don't they? Uh, we cut his hair so no more curly hair. Oh, really? It's pretty short. Okay. Yeah. It'll, come, it'll be back. What about Bernie? Where do you guys think he's going? I don't
1: know. I hadn't heard anything. Um, well, you you told me stuff. Do you care to share? Yeah, yeah.
0: So I was actually with I was with Evan was at the uh, Evan was in Madison visiting his girlfriend um, and him and Pat, uh, one of our coaches, are really good friends. And I actually saw him for a minute at the U-State tournament. So um, he, you know, he's hoping obviously Bernie comes back. To- to Cal Poly because there's been a lot of guys who have, I don't want to say a lot. There have been guys who've gone into the portal and then um potentially went back to the school. Like I say, Shane Griffith did it last last year, mm-hmm. uh, although he's back in the portal. Um so I think there's a there's a chance he goes back to Cal Poly. Um but I think he said Evan said something like he told them that he wanted to test the market.
1: Okay. The market. Yeah. Um wait, what did you
0: what did you say before that? Um, like Shane Griffiths in the portal? Is it? Did he say he's going somewhere? Well, two years ago. So yeah, uh, he last offseason he went in the portal and then he went back to Stanford. Isn't he in the portal again? He, I don't think so. I wonder if he or ever he left. Said, Ed, he, he said, "Sorry, he said if he's going to wrestle somewhere else next year, it's not going to be at Stanford because he's exhausted all of his academic options." Is that what yeah. he said?
1: Well, he said. He was not definitive in that. He did allude to okay. that, but I don't know if he's gonna gonna leave. Um or stay. I think he's gonna wrestle next year. I just don't know I don't know where. I wouldn't rule out Stanford, but I also wouldn't rule out a transfer. And then I was like I was like uh thinking about him transferring and then I'm like, well, he's not even in the portal right now. And then I remembered Real Woods wasn't in the portal and then went in and was at Iowa or committed to Iowa like basically almost overlapping time. So these things can happen yes. in the background and then poof they're somewhere yeah. else. So who knows? Yeah. That's yeah, definitely something that could happen. Okay. Let's go to um I don't what is this?
0: Decatur's um, probably going his brother's at a D two or D three college at what are the chances that he goes there?
2: I bet he ends up D one.
0: Okay. Yeah that would that would definitely surprise me. Let's see, where's yeah. Jacob Decatur at? He is at Baldwin Wallace. Yeah. All right. Cool. Um, what do we want to do next? Do we want to get to some questions? Sure. Uh, okay. wait, Is there any other portal? I feel like there's maybe one other portal person that I saw. Well, Alejnik's he... in there. Um, I don't know if. Oh, we talk... that that's a going right there. Where do you think he's going?
1: I don't know. A lot of a lot. It's funny when these guys. Uh, Here, I'll just read. Hold on, Isaac. he only has one year left. Yeah, I believe that's right. Um, mm-hmm. Man, I can't find his Twitter now. Oh my it's...
0: goodness. All right, People. Ale- yeah, Lesznik was a big one. That was the one I was thinking of. I can't find it. Wait, here oh. he is. Okay, got it.
1: So his recent followers... <laughs> this is oh, always that's fun. that's what happens every time. Um, Recent. Wait, I thought this was recent.
0: Hold on. Okay, uh... I, while you're while you're looking at that, um, Seth Neville's as well from Penn State as a graduate is going so looking to go somewhere else. All right, Lee Pritz in the mix. <laughs> There's our now, state, baby.
1: Um, Trevor Branvold, Troy Nickerson, Sean Bormet, Josh Heil, um, Frank Beasley, Jason Borelli, uh, Matt Stensel, Imar, Brian Medlin. Chris Bono, <laughs> Edinburgh, Austin Marsden, Jared Freyer, Zeke Jones, Eric Thompson. So Arizona State got the whole staff on there. Seth Gross. So these are all like recent followers of Isaac Lesnick. So that's like Wisconsin, Arizona State, Michigan, Virginia Tech, yes. Illinois, George Mason, Northern Colorado, Minnesota. So a lot of lot of teams. Interested. Yeah. Which, uh, he's All-American, so that seems, uh, seems all well right. Yep. Yep. Okay. Let's get to some questions. Uh, all what right. goes into getting inter... A lot of people were asking about international wrestlers going to college. Um, because someone else asked, like, why, like, a team like Duke wouldn't get someone from Japan or India, and then Co- New Wave Coach says, what goes into getting international wrestlers into college lineups? Why don't we see more of that? I don't know why we don't see more of it, um... You know, the few examples we've seen have gone really well. Like American used to do great. Um, Citadel. Campbell's particular. got a few. Citadel. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Yeah. And also, uh, of course, the greatest was Alan Gilagayev, one of the greatest
0: heavyweights yeah. of a generation. Uh, he was crushed. Well, it. It is funny because I believe it's a lot more prevalent in other sports as well. I mean, I remember when I was Track and field new. for sure. Track and field, swimming had a bunch of international people. Tennis had some international people. Um, so it seems like it's significantly more prevalent. I don't know if college coaches just think like getting over that top-bottom hurdle is going to be too big. Or I i don't know exactly what they're thinking. But, yeah, it would seem especially maybe for some non, non-top-tier programs um, that you could go go have a field day because no one else is recruiting internationally. So go, go try to get some dudes in. Okay.
1: Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I wish we would see more of it. Get some of these guys with good fe- freestyle be- pedigrees to come over and give it a shot. Yeah. It would it would make sense. I think it would add an exciting wrinkle. Uh, all right, Jacob Hugley. Uh, if Keegan moved up to 74 next season, attempt to stop Strach from winning four, how would that match playing out play out? Um, how would that move Hegan stack up?
0: Not moving up next year.
1: Okay, well, here. how about this? Two years. Two years? That's when Starachi yeah. could potentially be going for his fifth. Keegan would be going for his fourth. Yeah. And it would set up that collision. Have That'd you thought awesome, about this huh? at all, Ben?
0: <laughs> of course.
1: You have? So you thought about yeah. Keegan going up to 74 for his fourth title, potentially, yeah. and Starachi That's going for happen. his fifth. That's going to happen? Yeah. Oh, boy. I know. It's crazy, That's almost man. too juicy. Why haven't we talked about it?
0: Does that have to be a I secret?
1: I, do I have uh, to ask I everything? Have a secret.
0: Peyton Mako is a senior next year at 174, so Keegan is going to stay down for another year. And then, yeah, I believe Keegan plans going up his uh, last year, and I don't know, hopefully Carter stays around. Wow. Yeah. Is Keegan big? Uh, he gets a little bit bigger in the summers now. I mean, obviously, like, you know, when he went to college, so he's, what, his he third year went to college, he was small because he was still a 57-pounder, and then, you know, he's, he's gotten a little bigger every year. Keegan versus Dorachi, five versus four. That that is just it's almost too juicy.
1: It's almost too good. It's yeah. almost too good. What if it happens? I mean, a lot has to happen for that to What,
2: well, could we see it? Yeah. This year? Internationally? Freestyle?
1: I uh, no. Uh because Keegan is Carter's gonna go seventy nine.
0: Okay. Keegan's up in here on seventy four. So he may go up for freestyle as no, well. No, I mean I mean he may sorry, he may wrestle seventy four kilograms at the open. But he may not wrestle at all, or he may wrestle seventy nine. Yeah, may, and maybe U twenty threes. Yeah. There's
1: he's not certain yet. Okay. Lots of uncertainty surrounding yes. this, this discussion. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, be... Most
0: of it I most of it I am certain he's not going 174 next year because Peyton is there. Um, and then the year after that, I'm pretty sure he is his plan at this point is to go up at that time. So if Carter's still there, they're gonna wrestle. My but gosh. I've also heard Carter might go up to eighty-four, which would also ruin that. It would.
1: Yeah. Um. Man. So, what do you why, think about why? Why, 84? why would he go up to eighty? Oh, I can't. I can't get. I can't get a read on this guy. Why would he go up to eighty four if he wants to be a seventy four kilogram Olympic champion? I. I, so I, I said to
2: same 74 thing, 74 kilo guy.
0: Well, because Aaron Brooks allegedly is going to be an eighty six. Because Aaron Brooks surely is not going up to two thirteen, right? No. Right. It's a long ways away. He's not that tall. He's not.
2: Okay. You yeah. need to take everything Carter says with a grain of salt.
1: From grano Salis. True, certainly. True facts. Okay. Ben, was it weird being
0: on your back when doing MMA? Uh No, I never. Uh, I don't know. I never saw any issue with this. This is like people in the, the freestyle and folk style thing. I mean, maybe for uh, beginners, there's, they're strange. But like... I can literally wrestle freestyle and folk style on the same day and have no issues with anything. I will either later that day or the next day, I'll wrestle with Noah or Aiden, and it'll be a folk style workout. Like, uh, you just say, okay, now I'm doing freestyle. Now I'm doing folk style. Now I'm doing jiu-jitsu. I'm on my back. No big deal. You know, like, no, so I don't, I don't see an issue. Got it. Okay, next
1: yeah. question. Um, JD's or JD, Casey's or quick trip?
2: I like QT, but gotta go. Casey's.
1: Give me, give me the pitch for Quick Trip. I don't know if I've ever really been inside one.
2: It's your standard gas station.
1: It's your standard. It's not
0: a general store.
2: Good well, so we program. hold
0: on. There's a question here, though. Is it the QT Quick Trip in, of Missouri, or is it the is it the K, KT of Wisconsin? Because there's multiple. Ah, uh,
2: there is. There's the, oh, the KWIK
0: because they can't spell mm-hmm, up KT. there. Yeah. Well, I think well, Quick Quick Trip in Missouri is. Q U I K. There is no C, so they are also spelling it wrong, in fact. Yes. Oh, that's true. No one can yeah. spell the word so, quick. Uh, the, I mean the thing is, I think uh they wouldn't have been the same. So I'm 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 surprised when I made Pennsylvania people saying like sheets or what's the other one out there Wawa. the Wawa? Yeah, mm-hmm. Wawa. Um but Casey's is I feel like went in through this like recent brand rebrand where they're becoming more like those other places. Back in the day, they just had some delicious pizza and they were a rinky-dink gas station. And those other places, I would say, are more like um, kind of like small supermarkets. Like you can get kind of a little bit of everything there. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have other hot foods and that's what Casey's is trying to do now.
1: Yeah, I would say Casey's is too much variance. Um, oh wow, look at this. Just a quick trip dunking on the other quick trip. A little drawing here. Real? If we're pulling it over. There it is. <laughs> uh, most of the time, if you're not watching, I, just, there, I
0: just told you we were, we were. Yeah. Like, oh, oh quick trip. I'm quick, quick trip in Wisconsin. I'm like, uh I'm not so sure that's the case.
1: then you got internet issues. I think. What? Yeah.
0: Really, it's not. It doesn't say anything here. Or yeah, every that. now and again,
1: you're you're good right now, but every now and again, okay. you're just gone. Um, really weird. Really, uh, oh, I don't man. like my thing with Casey's. Is there's too much variance in what you get. Sometimes you get this big, you know, palatial store with all this stuff in it, and then you get these some that are so they're just your run of the mill gas station, no different than well, those shell are station.
0: the old ones, Christian.
1: Well, I don't care. They're still called Casey's, so I need something. Some sort of Okay, well, I got a
0: question for you then. What do, how do you feel about the towns? You'll go through some of these small Iowa towns, right? There'll be an old Casey's on the one this is a small town, it's like two thousand people, right? Mm-hmm. You'll be an old Casey's on the one in the town and you'll drive maybe a half mile through through the town. And there'll be a new Casey's on the other end of town, both in business, both still operating. How do you feel yeah. about that? I feel that that's great. That's America, you
1: know. People like what okay. they like.
2: But Iowa and Style, they're actually reborn again at Casey's.
1: Really? <laughs> wow. A lot of people don't uh, even know that. Hmm. Uh, okay. If Starachi, uh wins number four next year and a Hodge, is he the best Penn State uh, best Penn Stater ever, even over Zane? I don't Ooh, know. that's a great question. Well, he I mean, he doesn't lose a lot. He does not. Uh, Brooks will also be going for his fourth as well. So I'm not
0: sure. I don't know. I don't know if he is. He's certainly up there. Hey, this is interesting. I just found a post. It's about Carter Starocki, so I'm not going totally ADHD, Christian. Okay. Team, Team Amin, Mike Amin, that is Cam Amin's dad, he says, so proud of you, Cam Amin. Stay humble, stay hungry, stay healthy. Your time is coming to be the top of the podium in the next two years. I would like you to humble one particular guy at 174 pounds.
1: Who tweeted that? Mike Amin, Mike Amin. Dad.
0: Mike Amin needs to get off Twitter. He's
1: uh, He just he says crazy stuff all the time. Hey,
0: listen, uh the older the older I mean Miles, he got so I mean, don't you remember he used to get smoked all the time at 174 by Zaheed and um uh, and uh Mark not, and not smoked all not of, smoked. I feel like he got uh man, I'll go back and look, but I feel like he got beat relatively convincingly by those two and then he got not a my lot Not better. by Mark Hall.
1: He it was a like a joke okay. because he lost to Mark Hall like five times by one
0: point. Okay, and then he went up and got a lot better. Yeah, I I don't set up. A, <laughs> you should not set up Cam Amin like that.
1: Don't put him in that Carter's cross.
0: publicly. This is the one that was like a private text to me that I read. That was on Twitter. No, that's
1: what I'm. T- I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to Mike Amin. Don't put Cam oh, okay. out there like that. Don't set him up like that. Like let he can think that, but you know, yeah, don't. First okay, of all, yeah, I don't even want to get win win one sixty five. Like, there's
0: I don't know. Maybe he's moving up. I didn't know that. He needs to move up to get away from Keegan because he's all of his NCA frontside losses are to Keegan.
1: Yeah, I, I okay, so
0: Miles had seven losses both his first two years. So not not his redshirt year, but the first two years of college took fourth and then third. But he had seven losses both those years. Yeah, so he really um, wasn't that great. Hey, what about Aaron? Is Aaron better than Carter? Miles, um, I mean, the I mean family is connected to all these people. I'm not sure. I'm not
1: sure if he is. I I think okay. uh, I'll say this, and I don't know how we you know equate the two, but I think that Aaron is a better freestyler and has a better better prospects at the international um stage than than Carter, even if Carter had like the ideal weight class, I feel like Aaron's could be a uh, have a better international career, but Carter has two losses, both his freshman year um mm-hmm. th- th- his his ability to just simply win and only win is does separate him a bit. I wonder who has better bon- bonus stats honestly.
0: I will come up. Hey, and just a, a, a throwback there, two miles. Ameed. mean, uh, I wasn't totally wrong. He did get drilled by Zahid a couple times, but his matches mark were all close, but he lost to Zahid. Uh, he lost 15 to five. I'm um, oh, sorry, four, 14 to eight and 15 to five. Yeah, I was taking exception with the Mark Hall where he lost okay, by one point, right.
1: one point, one point, one point, and one point. He lost to him yeah. five times by one point. Yeah. Uh, so, then beat him the at the Aaron, Illinois Mat Men Open.
0: Yeah. The other thing with Aaron Brooks is he did wrestle in that 2020 season where he, he you know, you think he would have won. There's, de- there's a definite chance he would have won, uh, but there's also a chance he would not have won. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, he did not, Aaron only 43 percent bonus first year, then 50, 63, then 66. I bet Carter's gonna be a little bit higher, but probably not a ton higher. So, career 50% bonus for Aaron Brooks
1: in 70 in 80 matches, Carter 52
0: for Carter. So, Carter is more dominant. Um, it's funny because actually, Carter's retro year is 52.6. Um, so that doesn't really throw off the average because his average total is fifty two point four. So that one being really the same. So Carter's twenty five, fifty six, sixty six.
1: Yes. So he's getting um, he's getting more dominant. Yeah. So yeah, I would say right now Carter. It'd be interesting to stack up their wins. Like who has the best overall wins in their career? Mm-hmm. Um, Miles. It's probably it's probably got to be Aaron because you got Miles, Aaron. you got Parker, Hydley. Multiple uh, Parker, multiple Hydley multiple yeah. Amin. Yeah, um, where Starachi's got, Kemmer. I think it's Kimmer, probably his. best But he friend. also lost to Kemmer
0: and Mackay. And Mackay, yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah. the Donnell Washington loss is gonna haunt him. Yeah, I mean, you know, Brooks has a has a Taylor Vens. Um
1: which Taylor Renz was a multiple A, but his variance was pretty significant you know, in his, his performances yeah. over the years.
0: Yeah, yeah I didn't realize, uh, I mean, just thinking back, you can't remember everything, uh, Aaron, i sorry, Aaron Carter had his freshman year four overtime rig- victories, including two tiebreakers. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, very close to having a couple more losses, but did, he won all of his overtime matches that year.
1: And that That is one thing that separates him, too. I, he is just a, he finds a way to win, Matt win matches generally
0: yeah and then there's the Kemmer one the year after that the year he went undefeated and uh i think you could have made an argument that he lost that match he had a broken
1: he had a broken hand that match yes uh so that didn't help yeah but hey remember we were on the stracci train early we watched him at the scoff we said this guy can win a title and we were right in mark hall singlet in mark hall singlet no less Okay, how dumb is the one night only viewing of that movie for Helen? It is not cool because I want to yeah, watch what, it. What is the deal there? I don't know. It's there's. I asked if there's any sort of streaming thing. And there's. So it doesn't sound like right now there is. We can watch tonight
0: if you. And there's
1: a there's a showing in Pflugerville, but it's right in the middle of practice. Is it showing in the flute? Mm. Showing in P town.
0: My this, my mom is taking Alex. Oh, really? Yeah. Dang it. Maybe we should uh, skip her.
1: I just don't want to sit. if,
0: yeah. I mean, I'm just annoyed.
1: I, I have yeah, to well, assume. I, so
0: what is the deal? Because my mom was asking me why I was only showing one night. I have no freaking idea. It's really weird. One night. One night only. One is it night. maybe they're going to see how it goes and then maybe put it out there more permanently? Or maybe? does it cost money to put it in the theaters? Like, what's the deal
1: here? I mean, it's not going to go, you know, it's, it's a wrestling documentary. So yes. it's not going to like, yeah, I don't know. I hope it, it ends up streaming somewhere at some point because I want to watch it. I'm not going to be able to watch it. Um, That, that annoys me because it looks really, really good. So if you're not like me, try to find it. It's uh playing in a lot of theaters. Yeah. Okay. Other questions. How many world titles would, would David Taylor have if he started at 80 set? Eighty-six instead of cutting like crazy to stay at seventy-four, he
2: was not big enough
1: for eighty-six right out the gate. Not out the shoot. Um, yeah. Then again, like in twenty, okay, twenty-fourteen. Who was our eighty-six rep? It was Ed. Ed. Um, I don't know if he's beating he, Ed. He beat Ed. Didn't he beat Ed the next? The, not that the following year. he Beat, beat Ed. him the next or year. After after Ed left Penn State, which yeah. I think is notable.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah, may, maybe. maybe. I say he, no. I say he had to grow. It took time. He didn't beat Jaden Jaden or Kyle in 2016 or 17. Like, I don't know that he could have got there earlier.
1: Yeah, in 20. Uh, if the question is in 2016, if he had started at 86 right at 2014, would he have been ready to beat Jaden then? Like, I'm not. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um. It's it's possible though. Maybe. But I, I think the timing was was great. I think yeah. it almost I mean, a,
0: a better question here would be if there was a seventy nine, because that would have been a, you know a mid step for him. Yeah. Where he could have went seventy nine for a couple of years and then went up to eighty six.
1: Yes. Yes, that is a good question. So if he had been able to go seventy nine right away, he's probably close to making the team,
0: you know, his
1: senior a year. At seventy
0: nine? I think he makes it probably right away because you know. I mean, the only he doesn't is if, Dave, if Well, if Dave goes there, then maybe he doesn't. But other than that, I think he makes it. Yeah. Yeah. So,
1: but the timing I think was great. I think you know had to figure some things out for a year or so, and then he, he's been excellent at 86 ever since. Yeah. Okay. So we were talking about best non-championship seasons ever, uh, and how. Who did we say had one this year? David Carr. Oh, David Carr. <clears throat> one of the best non championship seasons ever. Yeah. And so people are Jeff Johnson said, in regards to the best non championship season, how about Metcalf 09? Tech Caldwell, at the All Star. 149 was oh, still a yeah. great weight. Not as good as 08, but still very good. He dominated all the way to the finals. I mean, he was the Hodge that year. No no question about it. He was going all he had to do was win that match and he went back to back Hodge seasons. Uh Herbert ended up winning after Brent lost, but he was not close to, you know, matching Brent's stats at that point. Yeah. So if you take a Hodge, if you have the if you have the Hodge season up until the NCAA finals, which say what you want about David Carr's season, he probably wasn't even if he won that match, he probably wasn't win the Hodge. Although I think he should have got considerable consideration. Um. Yeah, I think the Metcalf nine one definitely is up there. Really, you're looking for a great. Se- I wonder how Hendricks' season when he lost to Mark Perry looked. I bet it was pretty good, and I bet it had wins over Mark Perry during it. Um, but that was so long ago. I think Ben was in that. So long
0: ago. What some other good ones? Another one. He has come up.
2: Sebastian Rivera, the year he beat Spencer twice and took Ooh, third. He did. He lost to Jack Mueller at NCAs and Michich in the duel. Those were his two losses on the
1: year. But that's when he. I think. Yeah he bumped up I, to میچ that year. Yes. So that yeah. sort of doesn't count.
0: I think you got to go to uh like tr- maybe exclusively one loss people. I do too. And even and so maybe even one, one, one loss Well, how about Sorry, one, Rivera? You can need to lose to the champ, I think. Yeah. One loss where you win the title, right? So you took an L during the season, like say like you know almost um in Aaron Brooks this year.
1: No, well, the question
0: the is, is non best non champion seasons? Oh, I thought we, I don't know why I was thinking the best non Hodge season. No, no, that's not champion. That's not like David Carr champion. beat
2: Keegan, Keegan twice this year. Yeah, and, yep. 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 and I said hmm. that's probably number one. I don't think you're gonna find another season where a guy
0: yeah.
2: beat a guy. Keegan will go down as probably an old timer, you know, yes. in that realm if he wins four. Um and he beat him twice that
0: year. Um, I got one. I can't believe Christian didn't come up with this. Hitman Zane freshman Zane's freshman year. Uh, it's up there. But he had two, he had three if, losses. If he would have beat well, if he would have beat um who's it Mitchell Port. If you would have beat Mitchell Port, his only losses would be to four time that year four time champion Logan Stever. Yes. So yeah. Johnny Hen-
1: beat him that year. Johnny Hendricks Andy was. Here, let's look at this. Um, He was 34-1. and His only loss was to Mark Perry in the finals. He beat him a couple
0: times, for sure. He had
1: seven falls that year, but doesn't have any other bonus statistics. He was not a great bonus, uh, I will tell you this. But going into that year, he was, um, you know, he, he had a loss in 2006. Did you know
0: that? Who was it to? Probably one of those years he lost to Letters. I don't know if it was that year. Maybe it was that year. One of those years, he had a really strange loss too. Uh, who was it? I don't remember.
1: Nor I. Um. What you? Yeah. Yeah, Hendrix was sort of a. He was a huge figure
0: that season. Yeah. So he
1: mm-hmm. had
0: his his. Well, how right. about uh, what about RBY this year? Well, we're talking about. We were talking about possible Hodge for him and he only had one loss.
1: Yeah.
0: It's not in the same stratosphere where he beat
1: But the wins the weren't the like wins. If he would have beat Dayton
2: in the semis, then maybe yeah, sure. or if what he was had his 133 was in
1: the year. What was his best win this year? Oh. Uh, he had
2: better other regular seasons. He said guys like DeSanto.
1: His best win was McGee. There. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think it's up there, personally. Very good season, for sure, but... Yeah. Uh, Okay. Let me see. Other questions.
2: Did Marinelli ever have an undefeated year with a win over Cinzo going into NCAAs?
0: No. Don't feel like that's the case. I'll look it up. He was undefeated
1: going into... Why is this not coming up? I'm looking now. He was undefeated going into Big Tens a few times. No, he never had the
2: NCAAs to it, say. He was 20-1 and one in
0: 2020. Yeah, he had the he had the dual loss to Chenzo,
1: and then he beat him at Big Tens. Yeah. And then, okay, let's look at this. He was undefeated going into NCAAs in 2019.
2: But took two losses. that.
1: But I then hear. lost to Makai and Chance. Yeah. So, yeah, he was... Uh, he was on a good pace. And he had a win over Chinzo, of course. Big tens at uh Minnesota. Yeah, that's definitely up there as well. All right. Uh, I don't have anything else. What do else you guys got? Uh I got nothing. Oh, I got one I I got this one. weekend. Elite duels. It's and the folk, folk style Nationals,
0: right?
2: Is that this weekend?
0: Is it? Are you yes, going to that, that Ben? We are not going. We chose to go strictly freestyle. I mean, we are going to have a lot of people uh, at that, but we chose to just say, hey, we're going to freestyle. If you guys want to go, go. That type of thing. Gotcha.
1: Who are the better college wrestling brothers, the Askrens or the Deans? Stop. I'm glad you skipped that one. I didn't skip it. It's officially no, not did. been skipped.
0: You did. You skipped it. I didn't mean to. I was saving it for last, Benjamin. <laughs> well, let's go to this one. Um... Do you think you can start a low budget wrestling league with RTC and make enough money to keep running while the challenge what are the challenges with that? Until Ben Gene Mills has the pin record, which we're gonna, we're gonna ignore that second part. <laughs> um uh, I think there could I, I loved when Flow Wrestling did the what was the what was the event you guys RTC did? Cup. It was tremendous. The
2: RTC yes,
0: I Cup. loved that one. I think you guys should do it again. Christian, can you guys do that again? No. Why not?
1: Because wrestlers want more money than they make. That it is true. It's it's, true. it's like
0: it's they just have this more money than the event makes, um, or you said more money than they make. But so if you're gonna pay them, oh yeah, they want they want, were, they want to, more, more. I mean, money the than money more, that I they guess. get is more money than they create for the entity.
1: That's, okay, yes, um, agreed. Yeah, that's it all. Yeah, that's the big problem. There's and the I and also the coaches will one. just tell them not to do it, and they'll listen. Like he, we had a guy could have had. I mean, I'm not saying life-changing money, but incredibly significant money. And the coach will just say, "Hey, don't do this." They're like, "Okay, cool. Well, I'll just do this one for free later." So it's
0: yeah, uh, it's pretty frustrating. Highly frustrating.
1: Yeah, and they think because they get paid big money to be RTC training partners that they are that that is their like actual value they bring to an event, which is yeah. not really the case
0: either. Yeah, but. The, uh, well, the wrestling economy is really funny because, also, like with a lot of so the NIL is pretty much specifically for recruiting. You know, like yeah. there's not a lot of guys who are actually worth money to, uh, to these companies, for example. Mm-hmm. And but yet, you know, where where the wrestlers, the college, the good college wrestlers, can really make good money, and where they actually bring in the value because otherwise they wouldn't be paid this, is for wrestling camps right yes. i mean they can they can make two three four thousand dollars a day probably these, these better guys and they're actually worth it because someone can put on a big camp and then they can also make money on top of that yes. fee that they're paying the athlete but, you know so you think of an athlete that does that five times in a the summer they're making 15 and 20 i i want to say none of these athletes but maybe, maybe there's a couple like a couple who are actually worth that to a merchandise company yes true yeah Future. That means yeah that makes that makes the wrestling in, in the economy of the wrestling world really strange. It's very weird. It's very yes. weird.
1: Okay. And
2: Kozak from the chat has another um, great oh. season not to win. IMR 2017. Sixty five percent bonus beat Joseph Twice and Major Marinelli.
0: Oof. Ooh, that's a good one. Dang. That is a really good one. Yeah, we were probably talking about Hodge for him potentially that year. Well, that was like one
1: of Zane's like oh, murderous right. seasons. Murderous. That's when he went. That was maybe his one of his craziest. He went like ninety five percent bonus. He, I think he went tech or pin in the f- semis and then tech in the finals. So yeah, that's pretty good. So Rick
2: Wasmer, was Palmer undefeated going into NCA's uh, the year he beat Metcalf at Big Ten. Which I was think his- he lost
1: in the All Star. Uh, which to, um, uh, Borshoff, if I'm mm-hmm. remembering correctly, but well, he may have been undefeated otherwise. Uh, but he definitely beat, definitely beat Brent at big 10. So yeah, he, he'd be up there for sure. But I can't, I can I cannot recall. Yeah. Um, how was Miles Martin's season when
0: he lost to Dean? That was a really good season. That wasn't good. Um, That was a That might be one of them right there. Yeah. He was fire. That was a huge upset. Yeah. It was weird. Are you looking up the bonus?
1: I'm looking it up right now. He, 61% bonus, 25 and one. He, um, major Lou Dupre, major 17.7 Max Dean, 11.5 over Taylor Vins, 12.5 Nick Renan, text Cam Caffey. Seven uh, four over Emory Parker. Did do twelve five Taylor Vins thirteen six Max Dean eight three Emory Parker. Tech Max Lyon Tech Ryan Price and lost to Max Dean five four. So yeah, he was he was on a crazy crazy high level there. Yeah. All right. Shall we go? Let's go. Let us go. Thank you guys so much. No Monday show. No show Monday. We'll be back Wednesday. We'll see you then. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Hope you guys have a great weekend. And we'll see you next time.